0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, July 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. Trump hits back for retaliation to U.S. tariffs. The Chinese are coming for a sorghum. EPA urged to rethink waiver decision and name the cafeteria. Trump hits back for retaliation to U.S. tariffs. The Trump administration angered that countries are retaliating against the U.S. for its tariffs on steel and aluminum, filed five complaints at the World Trade Organization yesterday against the European Union, Canada, Mexico, China, and Turkey. All five reacted to the U.S. steel and aluminum tariffs, which the Trump administration maintains are for national security reasons, but hitting back with their own tariffs, many of which are on U.S. agriculture commodities. The Mexican and Chinese tariffs on U.S. pork have been particularly harsh on producers who are already suffering low prices. The U.S. tariffs are legitimate, but the retaliations are not and violate WTO rules, said U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer. The U.S. steel and aluminum duties imposed by President Trump earlier this year are justified under international agreements the United States and its trading partners have approved. However, retaliatory duties on U.S. exports imposed by China, the EU, Canada, Mexico and Turkey are completely without justification under international rules, Lighthizer said. Instead of working with us to address a common problem, some of our trading partners have elected to respond with retaliatory tariffs designed to punish American workers, farmers and companies. The Chinese are coming for our sorghum, and that's good news. The U.S. and China are in the midst of a trade war, but that's not stopping an 11-member delegation of Chinese sorghum buyers who are visiting Texas and then will travel to Kansas to learn more about the grain and where it comes from in the U.S. Earlier this month, China began applying a 25 percent tariff to U.S. sorghum, but that hasn't stopped importers from buying the grain, says U.S. Grains Council President and CEO Tom Slate. Slate said the Council is pleased to be a part of this important work to maintain communication and strengthen relationships between the U.S. and China. Even with a moderate tariff on U.S. sorghum, demand, especially in southern China, continues. Just another reason to highlight with these top sorghum importers and end users how the U.S. can be a competitive supplier with this year's crop. U.S. Grains Council, United Sorghum Checkoff Program, Kansas Grain Sorghum Commission, and Texas Grain Sorghum Association are all hosting the delegation that account for more than 50% of China's total U.S. sorghum imports that according to the council. EPA urged to rethink waiver decision. Iowa's congressional delegation is appealing to the Trump administration to reconsider its handling of small refinery waivers that reduce the amount of ethanol used Under the renewable fuel standard, a reduction in demand for renewable fuels pushes commodity prices even lower, and farmers are already facing low commodity prices. The lawmakers say that in a letter to EPA's acting administrator, Andrew Wheeler. The letter asks Wheeler to reconsider the position that the EPA has taken on the refinery waivers in its 2019 proposed rule. The lawmakers also expressed frustration with the EPA's inaction on a requested reed vapor pressure waiver that would allow the year-round sale of E-15. The six Iowa lawmakers said in a letter, President Trump directed the EPA to allow for the sale of E-15 year-round, but unfortunately, this hasn't come to fruition. This is particularly frustrating given the damaging impact that previously granted waivers have already had on rent prices and renewable fuel demand. As Iowa corn farmers are anxiously awaiting their 2018 crop, an RVP waiver would help to grow demand and improve markets. USDA gets new cafeteria with controversy-free name. Construction workers have toiled for months, and the renovated third-floor cafeteria at USDA headquarters is set for its grand reopening on Thursday. Now, the eloquently redesigned eating establishment got a test run yesterday during a VIP-only meal for USDA Chief Sonny Perdue and some lucky officials. Besides the new floors, tables, and chairs, the eatery also is getting a new name. It's the Ag Connections Cafe. The previous iteration went by the name the People's Buffet, a reference to President Abraham Lincoln who presided over the establishment of the USDA, which he called the People's Department. Of course, that wasn't the first name for the third-floor dining establishment that was first opened in the late 1970s during the tenure of Agriculture Secretary Bob Berglund, according to people who remember. One of the most distinguishing features was a plaque that was dedicated to a mountain man, Alfred E. Packer, who was convicted of cannibalism in 1874. The restaurant was named for Packer in a name-the-cafeteria contest, according to a 1977 Washington Post article that quoted Berglund saying, The judge who sentenced Mr. Packer allegedly said to him, There was only six Democrats in all of Hensdale County, and you, you man-eating son of a bitch, you ate five of them. I sent it you to hang by the neck until you're dead, dead, dead as a warning against further reducing the Democratic population in this county. Well, the USDA removed the plaque, and now it hangs on a wall in the National Press Club just a few blocks away from USDA headquarters in Washington. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, July 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.